Welcome to Trey Knowles Comedy Special, Justifiable American Tales. I want you to imagine a third person. Let's follow and observe someone closely, especially in secret. Are we really making this up, yo? Next up is the Justice League. And the Justice League are those compromised flag worshipers. They like to worship the flag. You know who they are. They pledge allegiance to the flag. And they believe liberty for some and justice for all. And they say, I'm a proud American. My father built this country from ground up. And if you take their flag away from them, there's consequences. I would keep going, but they say, don't mess, don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Now, here they come. Why are you judging me? Now they got their guns pointed out at me. They're pointing their guns at me. I'm like, why are you condemning me? They compromise. They love to kill. Why are you judging me? I don't even know you. I don't even know your name. I judge what is sinful. Why you got your guns pointed out at me? Why you pointing your gun at me? Why you condemning me? You're trying to take my flag away. All right, I'm going to leave. I'm going to walk away. They're like, where'd you go at? Jesus says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. And follow me. Follow me. Today I'm going to Texas to visit my Uncle Bobby. I call my Uncle Bobby Clint Eastwood. Because he's the definition of the good, the bad, and the ugly. These days I go down to Walmart and they settle them in the back. Some people want to take them away. Why don't you go bust some boys that selling crack? Guns, weather images, or clocks. Come on, man. It ain't like I'm a slinger. Now, my Uncle Bobby is white. And how that came about is that my great-great-grandmother, Auntie Mama, fed him pancakes. While his parents ran off, left him in the house by himself, and they ran off to Paris to become hippies. And so I'm in Texas. I'm outside the ranch, but I know, I know I got to be careful because they got their guns ready and they're really good at their guns. They're marksmen and they're snipers. They're paranoid. They think the government is trying to steal their land. They think the government is trying to steal their land. I know that's kind of funny because you're white and you stole land and now you think the government is going to steal your land, right? Well, they're paranoid and they think that the government's going to steal their land 
and built a train system on their land to help immigrants come to Texas. Now, who would, done, who would do that but some Democrats, right? Outside my uncle's ranch, waiting to get in. And I'm scared because everybody got guns. And they go by the affiliation of John Wayne. And John Wayne's like, who are you here to see? I'm here to see my Uncle Bobby. Uncle Bobby comes out. And he's like, how you doing, Trey? And one of his John Wayne friends says, is this the Bill Cosby N-word you was telling us about? They call me an N-word. I'm not offended because they call me N-word. I'm offended because they call me Bill Cosby. And I know that I am more funnier than Bill Cosby. <laughs> and so all of John Wayne's and my Uncle Bobby says, why are you here? Well, I told him I'm here to talk to him about gun control. They all took their guns out and said, boy, this is private property. I tell you what, boy, I have a right. It's my second amendment right to carry. Who sent you, boy? You didn't come here by yourself. Who sent you, boy? I'm like, no one said, I'm just here to talk to you about gun control. You one of those nasty Pelosi boys. I'm gonna tell you once and listen, son. As long as I'm alive and breathing, you won't take my guns. I'm like, no, I have no affiliation with politicians. I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat. Just want to talk about gun control. Uncle Bobby said, let me hear you out. Let's, let's hear him out. I know you love your guns, right? You heard what happened in Texas. The school shooting. Kids getting killed. All these people around the United States are getting shot up and killed. And all the John Leans are like, what they got to do with us? People kill. Guns don't kill. I have a right to bear arms. I know some of you guys are Christians, right? And the word, the word says, those who live by a gun will die by a gun. Boy, I told you I have a right to bear arms. It's my constitutional right. No one's going to take that constitutional right from me. You need to be go talking to those people in Chicago, in Maryland, Los Angeles, those, those people that's shooting people and killing people. That is not us. We are some good evangelical Christians who carry guns and we're loving. Why you guys got your guns pointing out at me? I'm just talking about gun control because you're trying to take our gun rights away from us. I can see that you're loving. Boy, you better watch your tone. This is private property. And I said to myself, well, I need to watch my tone because my uncle's ranch is starting to look like a plantation. So I need to watch my tone. But Uncle Bobby, I was just saying, I know you guys love your guns, but if you can just go to, go to Washington and talk to them about 
something, to do something with a little bit of gun control, right? You know, think about other people, not just not just about yourself. I know you love your guns, you know, and no one is, you, you say no one is going to take your guns away, not even God, right? That's what you, that's what you said, right? Right, right. No, now you want to bring God in? Well, you said you were a Christian, right? Right, right. So, you know, I'm saying if you're saying you're a Christian and you live in the spirit of God, then you shouldn't even want guns because it's coveting. I'm just, I'm just saying, but I'm just asking you not to think about yourself. Think about other people across the country, other people that's dying over guns. Bobby, I, I know this is your nephew, but he got to go. This is private property. Now, boy, you're going to have to leave this ranch right now. You, you see John went over there? He's a deputy sheriff. He's a deputy sheriff. And then John went over there? He's an attorney. We can shoot you and get away with it. All right. I see that this is useless. This is useless. I came here for nothing. I'm leaving the ranch. I came here for nothing. I thought I could talk some sense into you guys. You know, trying to maybe, you know, I thought you guys were patriots. Maybe you want to help stop the gun violence. And I, I thought you guys was evangelicals. I'll leave. As I leave, I hear them debating amongst themselves. Don't let that N-word leave. Let's shoot him down. My Uncle Bobby came to my rescue. Like, There's no going to be no killing on my ranch. No killing on my ranch. I enjoyed my pancakes growing up. His grandmother, ancient mama, was really sweet. I'm in Arkansas. I'm in Arkansas hanging with my friend Esau. Esau is a lawyer. He's a very, very uh, hairy, redhead guy. Um, very cool dude. Very cool dude. Um, his hobbies is collecting guns and hunting. And so I'm at his house. We're in the basement. And we, he has all these guns. Man, he always guns, man. He has enough guns that you think we're going to face World War III, right? He has enough for World War III. And so, um, so uh, Esau, what gun are we going to use? All right. Are we going to go hunting? Oh, okay. He said we're hunting with these, these, these rifle guns. These old rifles guns look like they, like we're about to fight in the Civil War, right? Like these old guns, Civil War guns that that is older than my mama and my grandma, right? Nineteen eight, like eighteen hundreds rifle guns, right? And so we going hunting. I'm in his truck. He's driving us. We're going to this camp out in the woods, and we're going hunting. We saw before we go hunting, I need to stop to, at Walmart. And so I go to Walmart. I said, Esau, come on with me to the store, Walmart. We're going to look for some meat. He's like, looking for some meat. Yeah. I want you to find me some deer meat. All right. Look around, find me some deer meat. He couldn't find not one deer meat in Walmart. I'm like, okay, okay. There's another store a couple blocks from here, Kroger. So we go to Kroger. I'm like, Esau, find me some deer meat, right? 
He's in he's in he's in Kroger in the meat department looking for deer meat. Couldn't find out deer meat. No deer meat at all. And I'm like Esau, man. You shoot deer, right? He said, I shoot deer, right? All right. So all these people that are shooting deer, why there ain't no deer meat in the store? What are you doing with the deer meat? All right. Esau didn't have a he didn't have an answer for it. Man, answer for it. And then like he said, Esau's like, he's like, let's just go. I'm ready to go hunting. All right. I won't look at for no deer meat. All right. You want some deer meat? I give you some deer meat. So we go to hunting, we in the woods with our 1800 rifle rifles, right? Rifles made in the 1800s. We're using these, all he had all these sophisticated weapons at his house, but we're using these rifles made in the 1800s. <laughs> and so Esau saw some deer and Esau is about to shoot this deer. And I'm looking at this deer, like it's very precious, right? And I'm about to feel like I'm gonna throw up. Like, oh, please don't shoot that deer. Please don't shoot that deer. He's like, Trey, be quiet, right? I know you like meat because you love chicken. And I'm like, that's different. That's different. You know, we have, there's butchers. There's, 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 there's people that grow farmland. There's people that have cattle. And, and they have cattle and, and they sell that meat to the store so people like us can eat it, right? You shooting this deer, God made this deer. He has life like me, like me and you do. And you're about to shoot him for nothing. Are you not even hungry for deer? So he shot the deer right in the heart. And he started jumping up and down. He's like, yes, I got him right in the heart. And so we walk into the, we walking, walking up towards the deer. The deer is moving and moving and shaking everything. He ain't completely dead yet, right? He's about to take his last breath. Before he takes his last breath, Esau shoot him again. I'm like, Esau, you didn't have to do that. Well, he ain't completely dead. So I'm like, what now? What do you do now? I'm going to put him in a truck. And then you're going to eat him? He's like, no, I don't eat no deer. Oh, you're going to feed the homeless? For, that's great. That's great of you. You're going to feed the homeless. We don't feed the homeless deer. <laughs> so what are you going to do with it? I have deer heads. I collect deer heads. So you mean to tell me, all the shooting deer, all these shooting animals is for your collection, for a sport, for your, for your enjoyment. That is sick. That, that is sick. You take something that is alive, that has breath, God gives it breath, and you're not going to eat it, but you're going to kill it for nothing? Can you explain that to me, Esau? It's a sport. It's a sport. But it's destruction. It's a destruction. What kind of sport is that? Is that you, you, you shoot things you're not going to eat for destruction. I don't get it. I don't get it. So we all, I'm like, Esau, take me back home. And so Esau, we all went way back to Esau's house, house. And we get pulled over by the police officer. Esau has his rifle in the front seat of his truck and it's loaded. And the police officer, a very nice guy. And he says, uh, is that, that rifle loaded? Esau's very honest. He says, yes, the rifle, rifle's loaded. And the police officer says, I'm gonna have to take your rifle. 
But I noticed there's a the original King James Bible right there. Can I see that King James Bible? So Esau handed the police officer his King James Bible. He had the original King James Bible, right? That means the guy's King James Bible, it was one of a kind. His father gave it to him, right? His father gave it to him. And so the police officer looked at his King James Bible. He said, uh, this is the one of a kind. Esau says, my father gave it to me. That's my birthright. And the police officer said, I see this Bible is very special. How about we do a trade? I don't take your guns, but you let me have your Bible. Esau got all, Esau got all happy. He says, that's a good trade. I love my guns. You can have that Bible. And I looked at Esau, I'm like, you just sold your birthright. You just sold your birthright. Esau looked at me and says, nobody is going to take my guns away. Take your cell phone out. Put the camera towards yourself. Want the camera looking at yourself. Take a picture of yourself. Record yourself. People cling to what is good and people cling to what is bad. People love to pleasure themselves. Either they're going to pleasure themselves with something that is good or something that is bad. What is the desire of your heart? What is the desire of your heart? I'm going to take the phone down, but I want you to continue to record yourself and take a picture of yourself. I want you to keep recording yourself until the end of the show and then stop recording yourself and ask yourself, what is the desires of your heart? What is the desire? So we're going to test the spirit here with the word trespassing, the reaction of trespass. When you trespass against someone that lives in the spirit, what do they do? They welcome you in with kindness, with love, with peace. When you trespass someone in the world, they're ready to kill you and shoot you with their gun. And they say harsh things and they're ready to take out their gun and shoot you and kill you. Based on your reaction and worldly impulses, I see that you're still captured by sinful captivity. Because out of the heart comes murder. From out of the heart comes fights among you. From out of your heart, you're upset and you anger, you want to do something to someone instead of changing. And so you're upset, you're mad. I can tell that you have not changed based on your impulse. You're still captured in worldly, sinful captivity based on your impulse. Today, we're going to interview Republican Senator Judge Texas Bob. Hi, Texas Bob. How are you today? Hey, boy, how you doing? Don't do it.
Well, Texas, Bob, you was a judge for about 30 years. Am I correct? Yeah, boy. I was a judge for 30 years. And while you was a judge, you were you was a senator for about 25 years. That's correct, boy. That's correct. I was a judge, I was a senator, and a proud Republican, and a proud Texan. Well, uh, Texas Bob, you own half of Texas, and no one really knows you. But wait, I like to keep it that way. I like to keep it that way. Well, Texas Bob, can you tell us what is one of your uh, most memorable moments as a senator and a judge? Boy, I'll tell you what. <laughs> the, the memorable moment at Stick Out, boy, is um, I, I, I passed a law. I passed a law for, for leasing agencies and renters not to rent to felons. And, I, and that's, that's the law that I'm most proud of. And I, I and I, I love that law because I keep my 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 Texan citizens safe, right? They don't have to worry about when somebody get out of prison and violate a crime again. They don't have to worry about felons violating a crime again, you know. So, but Texas Bob, don't you think that's kind of harsh? You don't think that person did their time? Don't they deserve a place to live? And, have affordable housing and have a house to live. Boy, I tell you what. Now, now are you trying to tell me that I don't believe in mercy? Because, boy, I believe in mercy, right? I'm the only Texan, I'm the only Texan to hire felons. I'm the only Texan to hire a whole bunch of felons, right? And there's no, there's no Texan, there's no company or business that have more felons working for them than I do. All right. So I believe in mercy. All right. I am an evangelical and I believe in mercy. Well, Texas Bob, uh, how much do you pay your, your, your workers? Boy, let me tell you, let me tell you something. I'm a rich man. I own half Texas. I'm a very rich man. Now my workers, I pay them $30 a day in cash. 30 days, $30 a day in cash. All right? That's $3 an hour. They work 10 hour shifts. $3 an hour. Right? Do you give them health care any? Do you give your workers any health care? Boy, let me tell you what. I'm the only one in Texas that have their own healthcare facilities right here on my plantation. I give them free healthcare. Now, my healthcare is great, right? It, it, it is great. Everything I do is legitimate. Right? Everything here is legitimate. In fact, My healthcare facility here on this plantation, we do a lot of research, right? We do a lot of research and we help, we help, we help 
I, I actually I help fund a lot uh, to find a lot of medicines for cures, right? And he, and you see these these convicts here, right? They volunteer their bodies, right, for the for the American people, right? In fact, take the vaccine because because the vaccine came from here. Right? <laughs> And and my workers, my ex-con workers, volunteered their bodies for free to give you a vaccine. So boy, I tell you what, I'm a God 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 bless America. But um, Texas Bob, so you you pay you you hire convicts, right? But don't you think you're deceiving them? Don't you, don't they know that, that you, the judge and a senator that pass, uh, 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 pass a law that renters and, and leasing agencies not to rent or lease housing to felons? Boy, I tell you what, that's why, that's why these convicts come to me. Because they see, they they see through my soul. Right? I'm the only one that gives them an opportunity. Right? Everybody else won't hire them. Well, they won't hire them because of you. Now that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Right? But Bubba, come here, Bubba. Come here, Bubba. <laughs> yes, sir. yes, sir. Now, now, Bubba, Bubba. I want you to tell, I, I want you to tell this young man, this, this boy over here, um, before you came to me, tell him the hard times you had. Oh, yes, sir. I, I was out there. I got out. And, and I had, a, I was, I did 10 years drug, drug charges. So I got out. I couldn't get a place on my own. No one would rent to me. No one would release to me because will give me a lease because I had a felon. But if it wasn't for good old Texas Bob, I wouldn't have nothing. So I like I I I love Texas Bob. He's a good man. I make good money here. I make $3 an hour. And uh, I love Texas. He's a good man. He's a he's a he's a good evangelical man. In, in fact, Texas is the one who, who was a judge that sentenced me for 10 years. Uh, I uh, I understand Bobby. I understand Bobby. Now, boy, I, I I usually don't let people come to my plantation and interview me. Right? You know, this is a, I'm very, very, very private. But boy, if you want more questions, I'm gonna have to talk to you about talk to you about come back in three hours. I got an interview. Or I got a business meeting with Ross Perot. 
God bless America. Mr. Texas. Texas Bob. Boy, just get out. How was your meeting with Ross Perot? Boy, I tell you what, it was great. It was great. We were just looking at the census, right? So we gonna we gonna build a casino here in Texas, the first casino in Texas. What the census gonna do it? Well, census is important, boy. All right, we love the census, boy. I'm gonna tell you why. This is how we get our power. Now, boy, I tell you what, when it comes, we are, we are the original Republican state. For us to stay in office, we got to know where everybody's at, right? And we got to maintain our votes. That's why the census is very important. Now, boy, look at everybody on my plantation. Everybody here makes $3 an hour. I control my senses, boy. But out there, out there, we control everything by the senses. And this is where we're going to build our casino here in Texas. We're going to build it in the Fifth Ward. <laughs> boy, I tell you what. The senses tell us where we can find the area that make $50,000 and below. Now, anything above 70, 80, 90, 100. All those that make 100, 200,000 a year. We don't want to corrupt our good citizens. Right? Our money. Our money. Is in everybody that makes $50,000 below. Right? Because once we get them in and they use our slot machine, we got them. Because they want more, right? And they think they don't get more, but they'll never have it. <laughs> end up here at my plantation, and I get more workers. Yeah, Mr. Texas, that sounds so evil. Boy, I tell you what, you calling me evil, boy? I am not evil. I don't make anybody do anything. I used to be a judge. Man, you, boy, I tell you what, you glad I'm not a, you better be glad I'm not a judge. Right? Contest, contest, contest. I'll throw you. Throw you in jail. I think I'm done with the interview, boy. Call me evil. I've been an evangelical all my life. They will never call me evil. Schizophrenia, schizophrenia. Thank you, thank you, Bubba. I can see my way out, Bubba. Okay, I can see. You know what, Mr. Nose? You a sellout. You are a sellout. You're messing it up for me. Okay, I'm a good, good, good. I did my time, and Mr. Mr. Texan. Mr. Texas, he's the only person that gave me an opportunity. Only person. He paid me $3 an hour. Right? I can't have you come to my plantation right now. 
where I live and where Mr. Texan gives me an opportunity to mess it up for me. You sell out, okay? You sell out. You sell out. I'm not a sellout, man. I'm just trying to help you. You're not trying to help me. You're making it worse for me. You're making it worse. You're making it worse. You 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 come here. You you come here and, you, and I think you're trying to accuse my you're trying to accuse my boss of racism. He cannot be racism. He gives me a job. He's a good man. Mr. Texas. Texas Bob is a good man. He's a good even. Jellicoe, you have no right Trey, to come here and, 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 and do this. So well, I, I didn't do anything. I'm just trying. I'm just here just to interview Mr. Mr. Texas and, and try to help you guys. I, I just want to show America uh, what Mr. Texas is, is doing and what you guys are doing. No, you're right. You're trying to expose something here. There's nothing here to expose. Okay? I, I've been on this plantation for Many years, I helped Mr. Texas Bob win, make a lot of money here, right? He make a lot of money here. You okay? You okay, Bubba? I just have a little pain. I just think you need to see a doctor. I can't see a doctor right now. Well, well. Mr. Texas said he, he, you know, he gives you health insurance. He gives you, he has a healthcare facility. He has nurses and doctors. Yeah, but he, he does give us, you know, it's, it's a big, it's a big waiting list. I need surgery. And it's nothing I can, I can do. Mr. Texas don't have he he says that he he says I can have surgery, you know, but uh, I, I don't have the money, you know. I don't have the money to have the surgery, but it's okay. I'm gonna give my I'm gonna give my body parts. I'm gonna donate my body parts to help the good citizens of Texas. You you don't have to do that. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I have to do that. I have to do that. I have to do that. All right, all right, Bubba. Um, I can help you. You can't help me. There's no, no one wants to hire me. I can't even get a house. I can't even get an apartment. No one will lease to me. No one even give me a chance. No one will even look at me. Because I'm a, I'm a felon. I'm a felon. No one cares about me. No one cares about me like Mr. Texas does. Mr. Texas. Mr. Texas is the only one that cares about me. A lot of you guys, moms and dads, were judges and attorneys. Your mom and dad threw rocks at these people for using drugs and gave them many years in prison for using drugs. Remember, they threw rocks at them. And they persecute them. And they continue to persecute them because they'll tell you, don't be around black people or don't be around brown people because they're going to cause you to use drugs 
They can cause you to do bad things. But you guys getting ready to go to a fret party. <laughs> now I want you to look at your mom and dad who are judges and attorneys and they put people away for using drugs, but they didn't put themselves away. I know it's disgusting to look at your parents in this kind of way. And you're probably like, mom, dad, how could you? What they saying? Well, I was young. I, I, didn't, I didn't know. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know. And then when I look at a young black kid or a young brown kid, they had no sympathy. The blonde young black kid, a young brown adult kid is saying, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Now your parents are trying to explain your act, their actions to you. And they're telling you, have mercy on me, have mercy on me. But they didn't have no mercy on anyone else. And now you're about to go to this frat party and do all these type of things. Drugs, sex, and all this stuff that goes on in a frat party. And then you're going to become an attorney. You're going to become a judge. And those people are going to say, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I want you to remember the day that you did the same thing. Did, have, did anybody have mercy on you? <laughs>